Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I am joined today by three other lovely folks. Uh, but you know what? We are um, brought to you today by somebody. <laughs> it would help if I would have pulled this up before the show, wouldn't it? Have? So, Brian, when you were asking like what's gone well and what hasn't, uh, my, my ad reads tend to fail pretty well. <laughs> For those that don't know, Jeff, uh, right before we came on, said, I'm always ready. I'm always ready. Oh, that no, ready. that is not what I said. I'm in the Hall of Fame ready. So look, uh, when you're thinking about promotional products, because look, I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, right? Uh, stellar customer service and made in the USA products and, and business solutions. Think TechWeld, okay? Our good friends over at TechWeld. Uh, they're award-winning promotional product supplier, and they've uh, received the Distributor Choice Award in the Sunglass category and the Sagney Supplier of the Year Award. Check them out at techwell.com and find the customer service and uh, that you deserve and the products that you need. Uh, think TechWeld. They've got hand sanitizers. They've got a lot of FDA-compliant products, custom packaging, you name it. Uh, you know, a lot of great products over there. But again, CDC still recommends to sanitize and wash your hands, so definitely go check them out for their hand sanitizers. And uh, just remember to think TechWeld for your promotional product needs. TechWeld's the leading supplier of promotional products with a huge inventory made in the USA items available to help distributors grow their bottom line today. Visit techweld.com. That's T-E-K-W-E-L-D.com. And uh, check out the drinkware, sanitizer, kit options, and more, and tell them that the Industry Insider sent you. Uh, why don't we say hi to Meg Erber today? Meg, how are you doing? The hair is looking nice. Uh, you know... Just it was nice of you day. to actually get up and shower this morning. <laughs> I mean, it's Wednesday. It's hair wash day. So it's, it's I mean, you know, typical. <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, you did, you did. Kids aren't feeling too well today. I had to go pick one up from school yesterday. And then the other one came home. It's not feeling good, but I think it's like the stomach bug this time. So oh, talk about I know. not feeling good. My, so we're, we're all sick again for the second time in January. Like daycare just sucks. Uh, Kids have not been in daycare for the last two years and finally went back at the beginning of the year and it's just misery. I know. <laughs> Steve McFadden, how are you doing? How are your little ones? We're great. We're doing good. Um, he was like, do I have no, little ones? Two <laughs> of my kids again? No, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's been good. We've been uh, rock and roll. We actually got snow twice so far. I know that's not a big deal for you Northern people, but for us, it's nice. It's lovely. So we're yeah. excited that we got to enjoy something that stuck a little bit this time. So, yeah. Did, did the snow stay very long though? Uh, actually there's a spot in the parking lot from the snow last week. Still, that oh. still has some. You, so you, that's that, that was from paving the, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's, and like, it's where we they mounted it all up. <laughs> yeah. We built the snowman and that last, like all of it was gone except for the bottom circle and that little piece stuck in the yard for, I don't know, a few days, but it's all gone now. 
Yeah. So since we're, we're talking about snow, I guess we could kick it to our Canadian friend here today, uh, Brian <laughs> Scott, uh, fellow Canadian, well, not fellow Canadian, but a friendly Canadian of ours. And uh, so, Brian, it is customary for us to give our, our friends here a good three to four minute introduction of yourself, how you got started in the promotional products industry and what you've been up to since. Uh, and if you want to talk snow and, and you know, teach Stephen a thing or two, we're, we're happy for it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I like I snow, snow but uh, yeah, we, we, won't go, we won't go there. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start with a little bit of my, my background and kind of where, where I came from. Um, so I started the promotional product journey back in 1980. I came out of high school. Um, I had a couple athletic scholarships, but there weren't full rides. So I was pondering what to do. And I thought, why don't I sell promotional products? So that's what I did. I just banged on doors for six years, building a, an account base and then deciding, you know what, I need to do it on my own. So I started uh, my own distributor company, which I grew um, from you know, one employee to about 55. And after about 13 years, I sold that company. And then I worked for a distributor uh, for a few years and then started another uh, distributor business, which I, I grew and sold that after about 13 years. So my wife and I were deciding after the last sale uh, what to do. And um, we both come from a, an endurance sports background. So we, we train a lot, we race a lot. We do a lot of um, Ironman, marathoning, endurance uh, based- Even does those. Activities. Pardon? Uh, what? <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Yeah, so we so we played in uh, the sort of endurance sports uh, world for a long time and, and, and still do. And one of the things with endurance sports is you have to eat a lot of food to fuel yourself, you know, to, to keep, you know, improve your recovery. I, I do that, Meg. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I didn't think that would be a problem. problem. <laughs> uh, it, it sounds like fun, but it's actually hard to eat a lot of food. So my wife, Cynthia, um, she's amazing, amazing cook. And she integrated spice actually into her diet a number of years ago to make food more palatable. So I thought, you know, I, I understand the distributor channel. Um, Cynthia understands the, the spice game. And why don't we take the two and put them together to create a supplier and company? So that's how we came up with Latour to Spice. And, and what we do with spice is we use spice to help a distributor help their client articulate their brand message and story. So our, our spice, we have some very clever packaging that allows for us to do some nice full color design, great messaging. So we rolled this thing out three years ago, just before COVID hit. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great journey. Wow. Very cool. That's, that must've been tough really, you know, starting off um, a brand new company is, is, is hard. Number one, because your first two years, you're, you're, any income is literally just to pay up business expenses and taxes. So A, you have that. B, you started right before a pandemic. We, when, when they shut everything down, was that like panic mode or was that like, all right, it's go time. This is, this is going to be a whole new way of doing things. Like, let's go. Like, how did, what was your thought process back then? Well, when, I mean, when those sorts of things hit you in business and in life, um, you know, you just have to look for the silver lining. And the one silver lining that we discovered was that distributors were much, much more approachable and easier to book Zoom presentations with. So we couldn't do the shows to gain the exposure that we ultimately wanted, but we could have more personal uh, conversations with distributors via Zoom. And in light of the fact that they weren't traveling as much and a little more homebound, 
it was just much easier to access um, distributors and get to know them and get to know us and figure out whether there was a relationship there to be had. So I, I think, you know, it, it, it actually worked out in our, our favor, you know, long-term. Very cool. That's awesome. So, <clears throat> I, I know we want to talk sort of best practices about sort of starting up uh, a suppliership in our industry and sort of just that journey. Cause I'm sure that's something a lot of people have thought about because I think most people that, that get started in the industry don't really understand um, or, or maybe just don't, don't know what it's like to really start a supplier, uh, the size of suppliers, the supply chain, just the global uh, aspect of it. So maybe you can give us a little bit of a journey. Yeah, so my, my journey typically begins with the end in mind and, and sort of what, you know, what is it that, you know, we ultimately want to achieve as a supplier company. And, and real simply, we just want to make distributors look great in the eyes of their customer. That's really what we, we need to do and want to do. So, you know, as a supplier, we, we do have what I think are some best practices, but what I actually implemented were a lot of the best practices that I utilized as a distributor company, how we would differentiate ourselves in the industry, make ourselves look a little unique, and then try to take that and package it in such a way that we could provide that to distributors to help them really, you know, elevate uh, their organization and more importantly, their, their offering to their, their customer. So, uh, you know, that was sort of the, the, the key first step. So it was all about making distributors look good. And then how do we go about doing that? And it, it just so happens that Spice is the vehicle that we, we have that, you know, carries the you know, promotional um, message. Um, and then how do we educate distributors on, on how to sell that? You know, that was the next big hurdle because it's something new and unique, you know, as a distributor, uh, for almost 40 years, I would never once asked to quote on spice. So the likelihood of our distributor base out there today being asked that question probably won't happen. So it was a, educating them on what is the true opportunity in selling spice. And food is a, is a growing category in our industry, as we all know. But storytelling and brand messaging, um, I think, is the next you know, evolution for our medium. It really is. So it was finding ways that we could help distributors convey that to their customer. So it meant learning uh, you know, who those key distributors are that understand the power of brand um, storytelling and good creative and working with them to introduce our line um, as a solution to some of their client challenges. So Brian, I, I'm, I'm curious when you knew that Spice was gonna be the medium, like what kind of came first? Was it did you guys look to start to generate interest and activity in sales or did you jump straight into like getting, you know, affiliated as a supplier? Like what was it or did kind of one drive the other or vice versa? Yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, we, we knew we needed to be members of the PPAI, ASI, the PPPC. So, you know, having membership and access to um, the services um, that could be offered through those associations was really important. Um, but, you know, equally so was obviously having the, the product line to sell. So, I mean, we started off with um, six spices and, you know, packaging that is now obsolete. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is just you know, listening to the distributors. I mean, they, they pretty much, you know, for the most part, you know, guided the evolution of the company just through, you know, sharing their insights and thoughts and ideas. So, you know, what we perceived initially uh, maybe as being, you know, our big idea, um, 
it isn't that today. You know, it, it's kind of morphed and, and moved based on uh, on feedback from from the distributor base. I was going to say, I mean, if you could walk us through some of the challenges of starting up, you know, a, in particular a spice company, because you know, you, you got to talk, you know, raw materials where you're sourcing. You got to talk uh, manufacturing if there is any involved. You know, if you're if you're buying like the spices, you know, in whole, and then you're you're you know grinding them up or or preparing them however they need to be uh, done, and then you've got to talk packaging. You got to talk inventory, like all, all these different things that I could imagine would be you know something that you're going through as as you're starting up. So maybe walk us through a little bit of that journey for people. Yeah, that and to tag on, I mean, anything that goes in and on the body, I know is is carries a higher liability with ingredients and like all that stuff. So I'm sure that was a challenge. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of compliance that that's required, certainly in the food category. So, you know, complying with all the FDA, um, Canada, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, you know, guidelines. So, you know, being registered, uh, you know, as an FDA facility and registered the CFIA, you know, are all quite, quite key. But then, you know, taking that and, and making sure that employees are aware of the, the safe work procedures and the hygiene and um, sanitation standards that are required. So, yeah, there, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of that compliance that was, you know, really required from the get-go to ensure that, uh, that we were, you know, meeting the uh, regulatory guidelines. The, the interesting thing with SPICE, I mean, SPICE has been around for thousands of years. It's nothing, nothing new. Um, and spices typically come from milling facilities. So it's not like we have to import the raw spice and do the milling ourselves. You know, we're fortunate enough that we've developed a, a supply chain of very reliable North American mills that import and process um, spices, teas, coffees, you, you name it. So that the supply chain was pretty much locked in there. And then all of our packaging, um, we just uh, manufacture that all locally. So we've got very good control over the packaging. Um, from the, my experience on the distributor side, having worked in that area, um, we have a team of amazing writers, designers, and creative people that kick out amazing work day in, day out. So you know, I was able to leverage you know, a lot of the talent, people that I worked with when I was a distributor they're now part of, you know, the Latour um, organization, which is, which is really awesome. That is so, awesome. Yeah. I, and I'm, and I, we've talked about this in the past on the show about, you know, differentiating yourself from your competition. And as a, as a promotional products distributor, Stephen, this is something that I feel like it's so different because as, even as an end user, you're not just being handed spices, but as a, distributor, this is a really good way to self-promote yourself, to differentiate yourself and saying like, hey, let's spice things up and, and sending these spices out. Mo like you said, most people aren't looking to add spices to their marketing plans for their customers. And it's really just something interesting. And I've, I, I think over the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of guests in this, um, like the food, this niche, I guess, uh, area, not in this one in particular, but in the food, kidding, um, and it, they seem to be really doing well since the pandemic. Do you think this was really, I want to say fueled by the pandemic? Do you think it was, you know, helped take off more because it was the silver lining of the pandemic for you? Yeah, I don't think it, it hurt at all. That's for sure. No. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if, if, you know, that's kind of what put us on the map, but um, it, it certainly didn't, it didn't hurt, you know, people staying home, spending more time in their kitchens, you know, the whole experience that goes with, with cooking, 
is is amazing that it you know it's not an individual it can be a family activity and you know what we've tried to do with our product line being that it's spice and you know, we have some very unique exotic spices that people have never heard of um, when you incorporate that into a, a promotion how do you use that spice so we do a lot of recipe design and and, and create you know ideas and recipes on how to use spice to cook uh, you know a really outstanding outstanding meal so it becomes about that that family experience in the home and you know um yeah we're all spending a little more time at home these days than than we yeah. wish yeah we, we try to make the best of it right yeah it's interesting you you mentioned that i was just thinking as as you were talking about the distributor model and like i feel like over the past couple of years we've been looking to grow like what we can sell and our channels for sales and i just did a quick write down i mean there was obviously ppe which came on board and expanded our reach with mask test sanitizers, all that good stuff. There's, I've seen introduction of plants. There's like lots of plant items and growing items. There's food items, there's retail foods, there's retail brands, there's retail books. I mean, all of this, if you would have talked about this, you know, even five years ago, I don't think these were like major categories, but now they're expanding our market of, of the industry. And I know that's something that Catherine Graham's mentioned in some of her presentations. Other people have mentioned it's like capturing new space. Like we don't want to just trade dollar for dollar. We want to add dollars to the pot to increase the, the, you know, the promotional product industry. So by adding these new categories and us having the resources to brand them is awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's super cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know, I did we, have a, I did have a question, yeah. Brian, when you were first starting, did you face the challenge of starting it yourself or finding someone to, you know, like another supplier to be your, uh, to take on your product? I mean, did you kind of face that, that decision in the very beginning of, we have an idea, we have a product, do we want it to be fulfilled through here or do we want to do it ourselves? Yeah, we, we really, from the get-go, yeah, this, this was about us doing it. Um, Cynthia and I, you know, building a, a cool, neat company together and, sort of taking our, our knocks along the way. And, you know, we had a few of them, none of them were, were too big, fortunately. But um, yeah, you know, as an entrepreneur, you just like to get in there, roll up your sleeves and you know what the end objective is and you just kind of put your head down and keep going until you, until you get there. So, you know, we didn't really lean on, you know, any, you know, too many other suppliers. Um, you know, we were brand new to the industry. So, I mean, we came in as, as cold and green as, as you could be. So questions on that then, being in Canada, um, I know your guys' lockdowns <clears throat> are a little bit more strict than here in the U.S. And I know when we, when we as a U.S. supplier have always had, you know, issues trying to ship to Canada, is it the same? This is somebody that just, you know, speaking in layman's terms, do you have issues shipping out of Canada to, to the U.S. or to other parts of the country, or do you only ship to Canada? No, we ship um, throughout North America. And, okay. you know, although we manufacture in Canada, um, probably over 90% of our revenue is uh, U.S.-based revenue. Okay. Do you have another yeah. facility in the U.S. that you ship we, out of? We do out of Buffalo. Yeah, okay. Buffalo, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that makes it a little more, more streamlined. And, and when, when I had a distributor company, uh, we were in Canada, but back then, um, over 90% of our business was out of the U.S. We, we did a lot. So I, I, I enjoy the U.S., <laughs> just yeah, as much okay. as Canada. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. What question? A personal question. What is your favorite 
I don't want to say spice, that's too generic, but what was your favorite, I guess, self-promo that you, that you helped put together that you did? Give us, give us some inspiration here. Oh, okay. So we'll this be, as, <laughs> as, as a distributor or as a supplier? As a supplier with uh, Latour de Spice. Um, oh. Okay. Um, well, here's a, here's a little one. This is one we just did at the, um, for the ASI Orlando show. So a little power pack. And, and inside is a little bag, a little FDA approved poly bag. And it was the Orlando show. Um, and we used um, orange, ground orange powder as the spice of choice. Little, um, you know, visual in the front and a nice little story about who we are and what we, what we bring to the distributor. So it was just a little trade show handout, but you know, spice, Florida, orange, you know. Vitamin C. I say, it looks like an emergency pack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for all, it. <laughs> all, all kind of fit, all kind of fit together. That was a really good idea by putting, you know, one of Florida's biggest what, exports, or maybe it's Georgia. I don't know. One of them has their yeah. biggest. Georgia you know, is peaches, woman. Well, it is peaches, <laughs> but if you actually look it up, I actually think the number one biggest export out of Florida, it used to be beef, actually. Nobody knows that. I learned wow. that on a bus ride to a cruise. <laughs> and they were doing alligator. like trivia. <laughs> they so, sell it as beef, but it's actually alligator. Yeah, I mean, whatevs. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's Never really mind. cool. It's, it's <laughs> I'll just be quiet. I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I am seeing um, being pushed by suppliers lately, I know Charity um, Charity Gibson, she talks about it a lot, is, is branding. And I tried to talk on this earlier, or went to talk about this earlier, is that you aren't just putting a logo on this and just sending it out. I, you seem to be working with um, a very creative marketing team or, or art department that is helping. I mean, I'm looking at your idea gallery and it's just... It looks very retail is what I'm saying. And then for a distributor to be able to give you your idea and you guys take that idea and, and just turn it into some amazing, you know, whether it's a self-promotion or something for the, the end user. Um, I don't know, highly recommend yeah. having people take a look at the website. Um, do you wanna give us that website, Brian? We can also put it in the sure. comments. Sure, it's uh, latourdespice.com. So L-E-T-O-U-R-D-E spice.com so it's like latour de france but latour de spice awesome yeah now brian did, did you do asi orlando and vegas the expo? Uh, we just did we just did um orlando okay but, yeah and, we'll, and you still we'll, chose to go back to canada yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually i was fortunate um borders being what they are right now it was a little tough to go come down get back um so anyways i am fortunate to have a rep I have a rep in um, Orlando that uh, does does a wonderful job for us. So she was kind enough to to take the ball and, and run with it. So that's, that's awesome. All of no, that, that is awesome. Team. I don't. Yeah. We haven't actually spoke with anybody. I don't think that it, that it, that did ASI Orlando. Would you mind maybe giving us just a brief synopsis of that show? Was was this your first uh, official show as a supplier? No, we we did um, the ASI Chicago show back in 2019. July of last year. Oh, yeah, before, 19 okay. before COVID, and we did do the um, the Vegas show um, 2020, 2020 just before COVID hit. So we sort of touched, you know, we've done a few shows, um, and you know, I I'm a big believer in trade shows. I mean, they certain, there's nothing better than to, to meet your them. audience. You, you got to be out there. So 100%. Uh, yeah. So definitely looking so, forward to getting back into the swing of that. 
what was your feedback from ASI Orlando? Well, we, we always get great feedback. I mean, it sounds like a uh, standard response, but you know, we get great feedback um, at any show we exhibit at because our product is so uniquely different and it's so colorful and so creative that people are really, really drawn to it. So we, yeah, we, we always knock it out of the park at, at the shows we do. Um, Ellie had commented and saying the orange powder might work in an old fashioned. <clears throat> Did you guys try those out? I'm sorry, in an old fashioned? Taking that orange powder and mixing it um, with an old fashioned. So when you make an old fashioned, you have the orange, you have the cherry and you muddle it. And so oh. that orange powder could work. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I'll have to give that a go. <laughs> is that is that the next recipe card? I'd be willing to try it out for you. If you hey, want. you know, you have a happy hour. You can say, hey, we're, we're going to put the orange in there. <laughs> well, they, well the, the cool thing about spice is spice and alcohol. There's a natural pairing. So you can take any alcohol and there's a spice that complements that alcohol. So um, interestingly enough, uh, times being what they were are with all the virtual conferences going on. We did a lot of um, work with distributors where they would send out to their customers or their customers would send out to their customers, you know, a spice um, package along with a recipe on how to use that spice in a cocktail. So for a virtual event, you know, nice little cocktail glass with a tube of our spice with a nice recipe on how to make a, uh, a cocktail. Um, yeah, that, that went over quite well. Jeff, that should be the next uh, episode. We have a bunch of different alcohols and a bunch of different spices. And We've been trying to set up like a, like a, not like a drunk history, but like a <laughs> drunk after dark, an after dark industry. And see how that goes, you know, just yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Brian, I, I can see you guys hosting a, a, a private party or something at one of the shows and actually, you know, doing that with a bartender, yeah, that. you know, teaching like people. That. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. And Stephen, it sounds like this might actually be up your alley too with some of the clientele that you have, you know, because I know you guys do a lot of welcome gifts and things like that. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We um, shout out, Brian, we've actually been looking at your stuff. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, we're, we're it's a definitely a, a good category, something that people are open to. And as I mentioned earlier, just all these new categories just makes us look better as distributors, you know, um, when we can come to the table with not something you see every day and something that has a little bit of thought put behind it and good messaging and cool packaging and different products that are going to be used. I mean, that's the name of the game, right? That's, that's what we try to do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You, you mentioned earlier about best practices. And I, and I think one of them as a supplier is really to work closely with the distributor and helping them develop their self-promotion campaign. So our product can inspect into a self-promo campaign I mean, it's good for the distributor, but you know, it's, it's good for us as well, right? We, we both call on for the ride. So we do a lot of work in working with distributors and helping them design their self-promotion um, campaigns. And we, I had a call just before we came on the, uh, the podcast this morning with a distributor. So they wanna do an email, they wanna do a teaser mailer, and then they wanna do a gift when a meeting is booked. So we're gonna work and we're gonna develop the theme, the core messaging, the design, It'll be turnkey, and um, you know that's what we like. That's what we like to do, and I think that you know really as a supplier that gives us the biggest return is we can get inside the head of the distributor, who their audience is, and work jointly with them and helping them have success. 
you're probably being able to put together some amazing case studies too, just through doing this, because you're really putting in the work, you're putting in the research, you're working, you're partnering with the distributors. You're not just taking the orders, you're partnering with them, which is, I feel like one of the biggest keys to success in this industry, because this is a relationship industry. You could just take that order all day, you know, but at the end of the day, then there's no relationship. But you, you know, you call Steven, hey, Steven, let's, let's walk through this. Let's build this out. Now you have a customer for life. I love this, Brian. I love yeah. this. I love this idea. I love the product. I love all of it. Yeah. Brian, Good. have you signed up for, uh, for Expo East yet? Uh, not as of yet. Well, let me tell you. Sure. you. <laughs> <laughs> It's an October. A different episode. We'll have a yeah, different, different episode. episode, but um, highly recommend. It's going to be a completely renovated show, and uh, I'm on the committee. You know, no big deal. Okay. Well, we'll need to talk about that. I'll yeah, send you some I, I would. I would say though, because I know PPC or PPPC, uh, you guys have like chapters up there for the different regionals right. or regions that you guys do. Um, here in the States, I'm sure you're also aware we've got 27 different regional associations and they're always a really great way of getting in front of a lot of people because not not everybody can go to the larger shows as well. So might be something uh, to look into as well if that's something that you're interested in doing. Yeah, you've got absolutely. Some yeah. Yep. Uh, also, I think the, the PPI direct to you is coming up in a couple of weeks. Have you signed up to do that? Can can our viewers come see you there or are you guys not doing well, that? Well, yeah, we've been we've been bouncing back and forth, but yeah, that that's on the radar. So yeah, I'm pretty awesome. sure we'll be part of that. Yeah. Good. Very I'll have to good. come uh, come see you in the booth. I know we'll be there for <laughs> sure. I'm excited. I I missed Vegas this year, so I'm like just grasping at anything to be part of it. <laughs> So Brian, you seem like a wise man. How do we get out of the pandemic? How do we get out? Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer on that one. Yeah. I, I, I got my three shots and yeah, um, I, I've done what I can do. So good for you. Good yeah. job. Good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah even, Joel Moore said we should have an after hours insider. Oh boy. <laughs> we I mean, should actually. With the three of us uh, doing that, I, I don't know that there would be a whole lot we could, uh, you know, publicize, but I mean, we could give it a shot, Joel. It will have to pre-record it or something and then air it. Yeah, we'll have to think about that. We'll we need the option and... of editing. Yeah, yes. yeah. When, yeah. When, when the pandemic hit, we, we launched some products that were very specific to promoting the key behaviors that you would want people to exhibit during, during COVID. So we, we had our little barbecue rub in the power pack and we, we showed two steaks socially distanced on the barbecue grill with some messaging on the back. And we, we used, um, used our beetroot powder, which is really good for boosting your immunity. And so we came out with this immune boost using our, our beetroot. And um, anyways, uh, we did our little part in trying to educate the market on, on the behaviors that needed to be exhibited uh, during COVID. <laughs> I love it. I wish we had cool. met you like last year or even in 2020 when all this was going on. It would have been really great to like have yeah. you on and oh. yeah. but anyway, yeah, Walter Kurt said, I don't know if you know him, but he's down in um, Texas. He said, Brian has amazing ideas, need more peeps like him in the industry. And it's, it's true. Oh. We, do, we do need more people like you in the industry. Would, oh, that's so. very kind. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I love the industry guys- and I, I, I just think there's so much opportunity, whether you're on the distributor side or supplier side you know, just to, you know, change the rules a little, you know, reinvent yourself a little and uh, put yourself out there. And it's just sort of neat things that can happen when you do that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you guys have any other questions for Brian? 
I don't, Brian. I just wanted to say thank you. We really appreciate all of the insight that you've given us today. And I'm just like, I'm already, you know, salivating over the snack boxes on your website. So uh, yeah, we're tasty. <laughs> we're tasty. Yeah. Very cool. um, yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. All right. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate Definitely. the opportunity and yeah, nice meeting all of you. Yeah. Yep. So this this uh, this wonderful broadcast that you tuned into today uh, and hopefully learned a lot from was brought to you by our good friends over at TechWeld. Uh, so look, when you're thinking about promotional items, uh, stellar customer service and made in the USA products and business solutions, think TechWeld. Uh, they've been an award-winning promotional product supplier and have received the Distributor Choice Award in the Sunglass category and the Sagney Supplier of the Year Award. Uh, so go check them out at techweld.com and find the customer service you deserve and the products that you need. Um, and it, look, a, a some of the great products they have, I know me particularly, uh, we've talked this about this before with uh, kits being so huge over the pandemic. They've got a lot of uh, great kit, uh, an entire kit line, basically, um, with the initiative to push more of their kits. They've got eight different stock packaging for their kits. They've got an EVA bag, a PVC tent pouch, the PVC tube, the organza bag, a pillow pouch, a BTL 202, which is a 30 ounce tumbler. Uh, and then they've also got those awesome retro lunch boxes. Uh, so not many players in the industry are focusing too heavily on kits, which really allows TechWeld to hone in on the market and, uh, you know, the products that they've already got and expand upon that. So uh, definitely go check them out and remember to think TechWeld for your promotional product needs. Uh, they're a leading supplier of promotional products with a huge inventory uh, and, and made in the USA items available to help distributors grow their bottom line today. Visit TechWeld.com, T-E-K-W-E-L-D.com and check out their drinkware sanitizers and kit options and much more and tell them the industry insider sent you uh brian thank you so much for joining us today uh it was really just a, 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 bit of a, a, a breath of fresh air uh you know to get some different uh, a different take on things and uh, i'm glad to hear that you're you're doing well and we're able to to sort of survive and thrive a bit in the pandemic so yeah, absolutely thank you very you. much yeah it was a real pleasure Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.